it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Penn State football, Penn State wrestling, Penn State recruiting, everything active and live this offseason. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Clark, here Monday on the BWI Daily Edition when we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about that isn't just one thing. We always go to the guy that knows all of it, Greg Pickle, our reporter for Blue White Illustrated. He's here to talk about all those things. So, Greg, welcome. Happy Monday. How you feeling today after uh, the weekend? I don't know if it was particularly a, a big f- football weekend for you, but how you feeling after the big football weekend? Well, I'm bummed for you, my friend, because I know the Bills were so close to pulling it out, and I just still can't believe what we all witnessed on Sunday. But, you know, we're professionals. We're back at it here on Monday. It's hard. It's not what we uh, envisioned the Sunday to be. But, you know, here we are rocking and rolling a busy weekend for Penn State now in the books. So, luckily, one of my uh, abilities is to connect to unlikely topics. So, we definitely talked about the game on the BWI live show earlier today. I was, <laughs> it was, so was it, was that Bills Chiefs game? game the best football game you've watched yeah. because that was how it was billed after the game and instant analysis was that's the greatest thing we've ever watched yeah it's up there for sure I mean I, the twist and the turns and the moments I mean you know it's going to be a footnote that a guy set a postseason record with four touchdown receptions I yeah. mean it's going to be a footnote which is just a shame but uh what a game what a uh weekend of football after a pretty unexciting wild card round weekend so yeah uh hey We'll see what happens next. But, uh, yeah, I would say that game has to be up there, no question. And I would love for the lords of college football and the NFL to get together and find an overtime solution that works for everyone. Because I don't think many love the uh, current college setup. I don't think many love the current NFL setup either. And honestly, like, just let them throw touchdowns until one misses because that was what was happening. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, they were throwing touchdowns on every play. So, like, until one of them misses, just keep going because it was awesome to watch. Uh, But Penn State had their junior day this weekend, so there's some news and information coming out of of the college football world for the Nittany Lions. And, of course, Greg uh, has all of that over at bluewhiteillustrated.com. We'll get to a bunch of stuff that you can see and read over there, but we'll give you the highlights here today. So at junior day, uh, we talked about on Friday with Ryan Snyder on the BWI Daily Edition. Maybe not the biggest names coming in this weekend as far as the volume of high four-star players, but still some pretty important players coming on campus. Phil Asena, what stood out to you when it comes to junior day? Yeah, I think the first thing that I would say, T. Frank, and it's going to be a guy that we don't have a ton of information on because he has not done an interview yet since coming to campus, but Hunter Norzad, the Cornell offensive line transfer who really is considering at this point Iowa, mainly Virginia Tech, Auburn, some other teams that were in the running, but I'm not sure where they're at at this point, Illinois as well. Uh, You know, Penn State had to put his best foot forward here. I don't think he's in any great rush to decide or make an announcement of when he's going to decide because he's a guy who can't uh, enroll until later this year anyway. So it's not like he has to decide by the end of the month or if he decides sooner, he can get to campus sooner. It doesn't matter. So I think Penn State did put its best foot forward with him, but will it be enough in the end? We'll see. Time will tell. So he's one name that stands out to me. D. Creighton's another one, four-star linebacker. We wrote about him 
on Sunday at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Really good player from Georgia, a guy who I think Penn State really likes, and he really likes what he learned on that trip. So that was good for him to get to experience that. And then overall, you're right. I mean, this was not the biggest junior day. This was not the uh, you know, star-studded weekend like it's going to be next weekend in State College, but it was still a very good opportunity for Penn State to host players. And, you know, I think, T. Frank, we're really seeing the value of Penn State getting players back to campus this time of year. Yeah. Remember, they weren't able to do it last year, and that changed a lot for uh, the recruiting efforts and what was ultimately a top 10 class of 2022. But I really do think that they are going to help themselves, especially with players outside the region, with these junior days. And they've now had two of them with one more to go next week. Yeah, and and we've always talked about uh, Penn State's coaching staff and their ability to recruit in person. That's always been a big emphasis from James Franklin and from his staff. So having those sort of, sort of moments and having those sort of they they are good at putting on a show from what I've yeah. seen of everything from signing day to junior days. So all of those are pretty critical. Going back to D. Creighton for a little bit, he, he mentioned a couple of things that stood out as far as what he liked about uh, not just Penn State, but Penn State University. So what were coming a couple of things he highlighted uh, when he talked about his trip to Happy Valley? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest thing with him was he wanted to see kind of what things were like. He wanted to see how the campus were set up. He wanted to see what the academics uh, setup is for players at Penn State. He wanted to learn more from Manny Diaz. And it really seems like he and Manny Diaz really hit it off in terms of getting to know each other, in terms of uh, Creighton being familiar with the defense he plays and vice versa, and Diaz being able to tell him, look, this is what you play for your high school team. This is what you would play for me if you come here. And I think Creighton really appreciated that fact that he was able to kind of see what it would look like and envision it because he plays the same scheme in high school. So really good weekend for Penn State. You know, he said the quote, I'm going to pull it up right now just so I don't miss uh, say it, but Penn State is definitely a top contender of mine. I plan on taking other visits and evaluating my options, but the program is definitely high on my list. Georgia Tech, another school, Auburn, Florida State in the running for him. He has a bunch of offers. Missouri's another school to keep an eye on. But I think Penn State has really done a nice job, T. Frank, of putting itself in position to get an official visit in the spring or summer and then maybe win this recruitment in the end, which you have to go back a pretty long ways to find another Georgia player of this caliber that Penn State put itself in this good of an early position. Yeah. It might be all the way back to Blake Gilligan, to be honest with you, but yeah. they are in a good place right now with T. Creighton. And they need linebackers. No doubt yeah. about it. I was, that's what I was going to say is linebacker. Yes, that's a, that's a position they could use. Now they have four freshmen, so the transfer portal immediately is a need. But linebacker talent and depth in general is, is a huge thing yeah. for Penn State in, in this class and the next one. Uh, so another part about uh, this particular weekend was some other non-junior day information that you had over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com. Once again, sign up for just $1 and you get all this information as it's happening over the weekend, you're sitting around waiting for the NFL games to start so you can watch the spectacle. Well, Greg's hard at work every single weekend. He's got the stuff up there for you. $1, 12 months of access. It is the best way to round out. I would say we were running a Super Bowl special, Greg, but like we've been running this for since November. I don't know what right. you're waiting for at this point. So go yeah. get it. Go sign, sign up. up with us today. Absolutely. Yep. Keep pushing it. Keep signing up. Join us inside the lines. Then form. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, you get to hear my bad uh, jokes and 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 stupid gifts. So that's another added bonus on that on the end of that. But Jevin Williams, another non uh, junior day uh, news item that came out this week. What were your thoughts on uh, what you wrote and give us a little insight of what's going on there? 
Yeah, interesting recruitment there. Jevin Williams is a guy who Penn State fans know well. Our Ryan Snyder have talked a lot about his recruitment and went to see him play a couple of times this past season. So really good player. He's 6'4", 290, a four-star from Reading, Wyoming, uh, high. And uh, his top seven that he released was Rutgers, Pitt, Ole Miss, Michigan, Michigan State, Illinois, and Penn State, which is certainly an interesting group of schools. You know, I would say at this point, if you made me guess, and you could get him to be candid. Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State might be the top three. Pitt maybe in the top four. But I think Penn State's going to have to uh, lock down this recruitment. But I like where they stand. You know, they're a favorite in the on three recruiting prediction machine right now. They are certainly capable of winning this one. He's a very good player that you can't let leave the state or can't let stay in state and go to Pitt. So I think Penn State knows the importance of this recruitment, T. Frank, and they have to finish the job now. And they've hosted him a lot. They'll host him more in the future. And if they can get him back to campus for an official, get him back maybe for an unofficial in the summer, I really like their chances of closing this one out successfully. So uh, just for fans that are unfamiliar with the recruiting prediction machine over at On3 when it comes to the player rankings and their recruiting process, can you fill everybody in on what that means and how that works? Yeah, so the recruiting prediction machine is an algorithm that the On3 team developed, and you can find it in each player's profile. If you go to On3.com and then click the recruiting tab, Go to player rankings where you can find, you know, new five stars and I, Dennis Sutton, for example. Uh, not a great example because he's a 2022 guy who's already signed. But if you go into their profile, you'll see the on three prediction uh, recruiting prediction machine, which is a way of using visits and past results for coaches and schools and players to figure out where a guy will likely end up. And for Penn State, they're the leader in that uh, tool right now. Yeah, right now they are almost 98% locked to land Jevin uh, Williams, but it's early in the process. So what should Penn State fans be on the on the lookout for? What yeah. sort of things change or determine that? Yeah, at this point, T. Frank, the biggest thing is just obviously you want to get him on campus for a official visit in either the spring or the summer. You would love to get him back for an unofficial visit, maybe during spring practice to come check things out. But Ultimately, I think you have to be uh, cognizant of the fact that now that visits are allowed again with this class of 2023 and with juniors, most of these guys are going to take their trips before deciding. And so yeah. some of the quick commitments we may have seen in the past probably aren't going to happen that way this time around because of that. Uh, two names I, I or one more name I want to bring up from this past weekend. You have it in your uh, newsstand this morning about junior day would be Austin Ramsey. Give us just a thumbnail on what Penn State has seen, what you've seen uh, from Austin Ramsey and some of the stuff there. Yeah, so obviously a very good offensive lineman. He's an on-three consensus four-star, the nation's number 21 offensive lineman and a top 300 player, according to the on-three consensus. On-three itself actually has him a little bit higher at 251 and number 17. He's being recruited by Terry Smith and Phil Troutwine, just a really good player, T. Frank, who I think, you know, if he is truly 6'3", 365, which is what we have him listed at, I'm sure he's going to have to drop some weight wherever he ends up uh, mm -hmm. before he gets to the next level. But, you know, again, we've seen that. I know that sometimes these listed weights can freak people out. And look, I get it. But at the same time, we, you know, we have seen guys who have had these big weights in the past. And then by the time they're, you know, the middle of their senior year, they have lost <laughs> pretty much all of it. So right. I, would, I would not panic over that by any means or for any reason. I think that, you know, again, he is a guy who will definitely – uh, lose some of that weight, I think, as time goes on here, and we'll see how it all plays out. But, like, again, with him, like where Penn State stands, they might want to see him camp. Uh, they might want to see him in a competitive setting. We'll see. But, you know, it's a regional recruitment so far. Pitt, West Virginia, Rutgers, all in the mix there.
All right. So again, all that information, bluewhiteillustrated.com. You can check it out from Greg and, of course, from Ryan. Something from Ryan today, and you mentioned it already, but newly minted five-star prospect that is uh, committed to Penn State, deny Dennis Sutton. Tell us a little bit about what's going on with Dennis Sutton and what this does for Penn State. Well, it gives Penn State a third five-star along with Drew Aller, Drew Aller rather, and Nick Singleton. And, you know, I think the thing with Deny was what took him so long to get to this point is he didn't play yeah. part of his senior season, the early part of it, because of an injury. So, to me, T. Frank, this is a move that probably would have happened sooner if he had played his entire season in high school. But instead, he played about the second half, and really it was more like the last third, I think, probably is more realistic uh, to say when he started playing. So, you know, they liked what they saw on film, the evaluators did, and then he did a really nice job at the All-American Bowl, which, of course, Ryan was at, and then finished off his prep playing career in the Polynesian Bowl on Saturday. So, all told, I think it was a good uh, move for on three, and a good move for him and it just shows what everyone thinks he's capable of which i know we've been talking about here for a long time yeah for sure uh one thing uh coming up in ryan's article over there is that i i did an analysis of deny dennis sutton from the all-american bowl that was behind a premium subscription so if you are not a premium member you can go check that out he threw that in the video today of how deny did during that game and as i said in the uh in the video is basically the highlight video like you just saw because he was that good during the game. But I break yeah. down what he did, how he did it over there. So worth checking out at bluewhiteillustrated.com. Last thing that we'll get into today is wrestling. So wrestling, uh, first off, dominated Michigan and then swept the whole state on Sunday. Uh, give us your takeaways from, we'll start with the Michigan bout because that was a top five dual meet. How did Penn State come away with such a decisive victory? Yeah, I mean, look, this was a match that a lot of people figured T. Frank would be close, that a lot of people thought would be decided by maybe a couple of uh, matches or, you know, maybe a swing match would change the outcome. And let's just be honest, it was not, it was never that, you know, from the start. And I know Michigan was down a starter, and I know that they unfortunately had a wrestler get injured at a weight, and that gave Penn State six points that it probably would not have gotten otherwise, almost certainly probably wouldn't have gotten. But, you know, at the end of the day, you got to take advantage of the opportunities you get and you have to create uh, some of your own luck and some of your own winnings and Penn State did that I mean just a superb effort you know Aaron Brooks the top ranked defending NCAA champion at 184 pounds just using clinical defense and world-class defense really to fend off Miles Amin and number two in the country from Michigan and win three to one that was a huge deal Max Dean had a bit of a disappointing loss on Sunday at Michigan State but he did beat Patrick Brucky in sudden victory in the Michigan match Greg Kirkfleet upset Mason Paris at heavyweight I mean up and down the lineup, we just saw what Penn State wrestling is capable of, why they're considered the number one team in the country according to Intermat, and what we have to look forward to as the postseason draws closer, T. Frank. It'll be here before we know it, and they are in a good place right now at this point in time. One trend I've noticed over the last couple of weeks as we've talked about this is that it seems like once, once you get past the intermission, Penn State puts on yeah. just a clinic. So if Penn State's up at that, at that intermission, is that where you see them making their move? And is there a way to yeah. come? Is there a way to come back against this no. team? 
No, not unless guys are hurt. I mean, that's just it. So most of these matches start at 125 pounds, and an opponent might pick up a victory at, you know, now that they have Drew Hildebrandt, 25 is not as likely a place to pick up a victory on Saturday or on Sunday, rather. Uh, Roman Bravo Young did not wrestle 133 pounds, so uh, Michigan State did win there. But Nick leaves a hammer at 141. Bo Bartlett, we see what he's capable of. He uh, was the wrestler who won by injury default on uh, Friday. Which, again, that was unfortunate, but like I said, it is what it is. And then he comes out on uh, Sunday at Michigan State and uh, ends up winning his match 5-2. to two. So, I mean, no, there's not really, a, you know, 157 still a spot they're trying to figure out. We've talked about this a few times now. Uh, Penn State going with Terrell Bearclaw in both matches over the weekend. He lost in sudden victory on uh, Sunday at Michigan State. Also lost at Michigan, but... That's really the only weak spot. Brady Berge looks good back at 165. We know, like you're talking about, what you get from 174 up through heavyweight with Bravo Young and Nick Lee at 33 and 41. Drew Hildebrandt now in at 25. There's not a weak spot really in this lineup except for 57. And if you, Penn State, gets a lead at the break, they are going to be almost impossible to beat down the stretch, as we saw with Michigan and Michigan State over the weekend. What did you learn about this team with the new lineup uh, now that it's getting more and more solidified with the guys that you mentioned, with Hildebrandt uh, in in there in the in the uh, lighter weights, what what have you learned about this group as the as a unit over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think the biggest thing T Frank is, and we you can even go back to the or the Arizona State match at the end of 2021, prior to Hildebrandt and Berkey even joining this program, and say that. You know, these guys have an unbelievable ability to rise to the occasion, and no moment is too big for them. But when they need points, they get points. When they need to fend off a shot and counter to win, they fend off a shot and counter to win. They just are – They, I think the biggest – the way I would describe it, T. Frank, is, is maybe earlier in the year they didn't have the – identity or the mindset of a Kale Sanderson Penn State wrestling team and they 100% have that now so that has been evident over the last few weeks here as we got into the Big Ten portion of the slate. BWI Daily Edition I'm your host Thomas Frank Carr that's Greg Pickle uh, we're talking Penn State wrestling and their sweep of the state of Michigan two dominant vi- victories over top five Michigan on Friday and then on Sunday over Michigan State so what is your um I want to go to one particular wrestler quickly, Greg Kirkfleet at that heavyweight position. What is his, as a sophomore, his kind of development been like this year? Well, you know, I think that obviously he had a very good season a year ago. And, you know, he's a guy that there was really never any doubt that he was going to come in and and be the kind of caliber of wrestler uh, that Penn State fans needed. The Penn State needs him to be, that Penn State wants him to be. He was an All-American, of course. Uh, you know, is already an All-American at the collegiate level. But this year, I think we've seen him take on a little bit more of a leadership role in the room. I think we've seen him be a little bit more assertive on the mat. And, you know, he ended the Michigan State match for Penn State with a fall. He had the big upset win over Paris on Friday night. I mean, He's not the biggest 285-pounder, and that sounds kind of silly, but he's been weighing in under 240 in most matches so far this year. So there are some opponents who, uh, you know, he's going to be smaller than at, at that weight class. And, not, you know, obviously everyone's chasing Gable Stevenson, the Olympian from Minnesota, who's going to be just almost impossible to beat in the uh, tournament. But, you know, he's to making the right steps to have an opportunity to do that. Do I think he will? Nah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he catches Stevenson on a bad day, Stevenson on a bad day, but he is so talented. But so is Kirkfleet, and we've seen a lot of growth from him this year for sure. And, you know, I think he 
learned and got a taste of what the postseason was like last year, and now he wants to build on that even more this year. Just seems like it's a very it's it's a very stout lineup as we talked about, and then in that heavyweight yeah. position, getting an upset win this weekend seems like it, as we've talked about, it's growing into that Kale Sanderson team that can rise to the occasion. Yep. Where and this is one of those this is one of those talk show questions that is not fair to you or to the team. That's okay. <laughs> where does this team compare it to to past iterations uh, of? what Penn State wrestling has been in, in this run of success. Where yeah. are you, where are you kind of pegging this in your mind right now as far as talent, potential, and all of those things factoring into the end as we get here into February? Yeah, they've had so many good teams during the Kale Sanderson era, and this one could be right up there with any of them. I mean, let's face it. I think you feel pretty good about the fact that you could have All-Americans at certainly 33, 41, uh, and then 74, 84, 97 in heavyweight. I think you feel like Drew Hildebrandt certainly, as a two-time All-American already, can be in that conversation. Can Bo Barlett? We'll have to wait and see. I think you got to toss 57 out the window and say whatever you get there, you get there, but you're probably not getting an All-American. And then Brady Berge uh, was a two-time NCAA qualifier at 65. So you could possibly have as many uh, All-Americans on this Penn State starting lineup as ever in the Kale Sanderson era. Now, again, they're going to have to work for it. It's by no means a guarantee, but... This could be one of the more complete teams we've seen from Penn State in a while. It has the ability to score points and qualify guys to nationals at every weight but 157. I don't I, – could they get there at 157? Certainly. Uh, is it likely? I, not what we've seen so far. But other than that, I think you feel really good about sending at least nine guys to nationals and taking your chances from there at going after the team title. So this one could be up there with the best of them, T-Frank. Yeah, and they, they have – stars obviously Roman Bravo Young in the lineup it wasn't this weekend on Sunday uh due to illness whatever it was wink nod what we think it might be in a situation like that but anyway uh it seems like this as you've painted it a a complete team in the sense of a team yep. that is from from start to finish is just really really good so what's next for them what's coming up this week well, yeah, so now the biggest match of the season outside of that Michigan one is on deck. Penn State traveling to Iowa on Friday night. That's going to be 9 p.m. on Big Ten Network. Uh, you know, we'll see. Iowa had to scratch and claw and fight to beat Ohio State on Friday night just hours after Penn State topped Michigan in a blowout. Penn State wrestles like it did last Friday, and Iowa wrestles like it did last Friday. I think Penn State could win another big one, but mm -hmm. this will be a raucous crowd at Iowa. They will be ramped, amped up and ready to go for this one. So, hey, it's another standout match between two standout programs. We've seen a lot of these in the past, T. Frank. They're always close. They're always tight. Uh, Penn State's going to have, I think, an advantage in just the way it's been competing of late, but it's hard to go to Iowa and win. So we'll see how it shakes out. I'd make Penn State the favorite, but I would not expect it to be a blowout like the Michigan match ended up. Now, I know we just talked about wrestling, but now I'm going to make a basketball comparison. Greg Pickle is our volume shooter at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com, but he's like Steph Curry in a volume <laughs> shooting role. So I just want to know what's coming up from you this week. What can, when can Penn State fans look for over at BlueWhiteIllustrated.com? Yeah, so I mean, it's another busy week of tracking down recruits who visited for junior day. We'll have a story on BlueWhiteIllustrated.com at some point this week about a receiver who visited elsewhere, uh, or I'm sorry, committed elsewhere who visited Penn State. Um, we'll also hopefully catch up with Hunter Norzad, the Cornell transfer, and we'll get ready for a huge weekend coming up. Penn State's final weekend of the January uh, contact period is here. Ryan Snyder already confirmed one huge visitor. You can find that over at BlueAidIllustrated.com. And there are more to come, T. Frank. Going to be a huge day for Penn State.
Sounds good. We'll be paying attention. We'll be keeping track of that. And, of course, uh, Ryan coming up on Friday to preview Junior Day. Put that on your calendar for the BWI Daily Edition. That'll do it for today. I'm your host, Thomas Frank Carr. I'm just going to keep saying this. If you're listening to the outro music, you like the show, give it a like. Make sure you subscribe to Blue Illustrated on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. We'll be back tomorrow. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.